I'm Jennifer Campbell. I'm Karen Corgan. And I'm Kelsey Litchfield. Welcome to the Girls Talk Ag Podcast, brought to you by the Global Ag Network. This podcast is where we plow through the manure online and discuss what's currently going on in agriculture. From the good stuff to the rough stuff, we may not always be politically correct, but we're definitely honest. Well, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Girls Talk Ag. Jen and Karen, I have a question for you two. So before we introduce our guest today, um, which is Adrienne DeSutter, we're talking about um, mental health. And I want to ask you two what you do to, um, when you're stressed out, what do you do to de-stress? Murder is wrong, right? Yeah. Okay. That's illegal. Only if they find the body. Yeah. I have hogs and a backhoe. We're good. Yeah, my BFF just bought a small pet cremation service, and she can get rid of a horse in 24 hours, so. So, I did two things for my mental health today. Uh, We are wetter than anything you can imagine here, and it will be days before we get to plant again. Um, So, I did a little laundry, and I put on a bra fresh out of the dryer. Dude, I'm not even kidding. That, like, was magic to me. And then um, the pair of socks I was wearing right before we started was slipping down in my shoe. So I took them off and threw them away. I'm like, yeah, that was like on. one of the biggest stress relievers for me today. Um, I used to drink. I don't drink a whole lot anymore. After chemo, drinking doesn't do anything for mm-hmm. me. Or it makes me sick, actually. Mm-hmm. It does something for me. You know, I just, and I bake a lot. Oh my God, you guys. We Heard have, we that. No idea. It's, we're going to weigh two ton if we do not get in the field <laughs> soon. Um, because I bake and my husband is like, he is a nervous eater and a stress eater. So it doesn't even matter what I bake. It, it's gone. Mm-hmm. So, same. Same. Yeah. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. Karen, what about you? Normally, I would say I go into my room and hide under the covers. <laughs> but today, I went and dropped off a teacher appreciation gift for mm. our music teacher. And it was the furthest teacher away from the school. And I, she, I told her, I said, you know, this is the first time I've been without my kids since March 13th. I said, I would have driven to Wisconsin if you would have asked me to. <laughs> like a nice long drive. like an hour in the car by myself. I stopped at a little like marketplace and yeah, I Took debated some time for yourself. Yeah, I did, and and my radio wasn't working, so I it was just complete Pure silence. silence. I was just like, uh, I think it's good to recognize what works for us because we're individuals. What works for me might not work for you. For me, I like to go take a walk outside or go take a drive. I like to do something by myself, and then Jen, I'm with you. I bake. Um, but it's getting to the point where I need to find a new hobby as well. But <laughs> I always claim I'm doing it for my blog. So I'm like, I have to. Yeah, you have to. You got to test but, things out. Yeah. So, well, thank you guys for sharing. And I want to jump over to our guest today, Adrienne DeSutter of So Hope, Grow Hope. Thanks for coming on. If Do you want to include what you do to de-stress, Adrienne? Sure. Man, you know, I wasn't preparing for this, really. I was hoping you guys would skip over me. (laughs) But uh, I think the biggest thing I do to de-stress is to allow stress. 
honestly, is to is to allow the the feelings of discomfort and allow the response and the the tears sometimes or the yelling sometimes or the frustration or worry, whatever it is. Um, I think that's one of the biggest mistakes we we make is we try to act like you know we, we want to be perfect and not have mm -hmm. that stress and the reality is it's going to be there and so you know we it's okay to just experience it and and work know that it's it. going to end yep yep and then and do just those things you guys are talking about finding what works for you then um to when you're ready move move forward and, mm -hmm. and stay in control so well adrian thanks for being on the podcast today um uh, First, you want to give a little introduction to yourself, tell people who you are, what you do, um, what you don't do, or just give people a little taste of who you are. Sure. Um, yeah, this is my toughest interview question always is who are you? What do you do? Right. Um, because I think it's a, it, I'm doing some things right now in agriculture that I never guessed I would do. And so, uh, so it's hard to, to describe it. Um, you know, mental health is something in agriculture that We've only just started talking about in the last couple of years and especially this year especially last year after all of us kind of going through um, some obvious stress um, I, I I I guess my job right now essentially or my goal is to um, make those connections with people and help them understand that we all have those stories and we all have those stressors and, and our truth is that farming is tough it's, it's awesome and farmers are tough but farming is tough and so um so now i i do some advocacy online through the through so hope grow hope on twitter and facebook um sharing resources sharing you know stress relief tips sharing a little bit of motivation here and there um but just trying to really share each other's stories and, and connect because i think there's mental health experts out there that are phenomenal and we love them um and and i do have a counseling background so i've got a mental health background um but I think the biggest make, mistake we make is not really, you know, we can share tips, but we need to make connections with farmers and with people who are tough and with people who, you know, find that expressing feelings and thoughts and stuff is like a weakness. Um, so, so that's kind of what, what I'm trying to do is just make sure people know we all have thoughts, we all have feelings, all of us farmers, go through a lot of crap on a day-to-day -day basis and so we got to figure out how to work through that it's okay to say shit on this podcast too i've learned so go for it <laughs> <Good to know. laughs> sometimes that's how we relieve stress is by cursing mm -hmm. well that's and that's pressure. that's what i love about this podcast because because that's how you connect with farmers you know i mean i'm talking about connections if that's how you connect i'm not just saying cursing but but being blunt and being real and being transparent and um it's cool that in agriculture we have a little bit of that in some of these avenues but i think we uh i think we could afford a little more transparency transparency in you know some of the stuff that we're really going through because if we realized other people were going through it too uh, it might not be so, so difficult. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And May is Mental Health Awareness Month, which I just found out the other day. Uh, I didn't, I didn't realize there was a month dedicated to this. I'm glad there is because it's another way to bring awareness to the subject. Um, but Adrian, what I guess my question for you is, what questions are you getting 
from people? What it seems to be right now, I know there's a lot of stressors out there. Um, we've covered some pretty heavy topics on the Girls Talk Ag podcast the past couple of weeks from milk dumping to um, talking about the hogs last week and how they're having to euthanize it and the processing problems. What are you seeing right now? What, what are people talking about? That, definitely, all of those things, all of those stressors. Um, I think that we started hearing a conversation last year again about how farming isn't easy. And, um, and we thought that after 2019, you know, it could only go up from here, right? With all the, the weather and the trade and the prices and all the just junk we had to go through last year. And to be slammed with something um, as difficult as 2020 has given us is, um, it's a real downer. And so I think people really wanna know, you know, how do we get through this? How do, how do we possibly see a light at the end of the tunnel when we're just continually being slammed like this? Mm -hmm. So do, do you think that social media, and, and I'm not slamming social media and I'm not, I'm just saying, do you personally, your opinion, think social media, and I don't want to say makes it worse, but, but I'm old here. I'm not going to lie. I'm 50. I was, um, I was a kid. My dad was a farmer. We farmed through the eighties. My husband actually started farming in the late eighties. Farming has always been tough and that there's always been um, mental things. I mean, we can go back to the dust bowl, back to the depression. And, you know, I'll be honest, I come from a long line of suck it up, hold it in, and we don't talk about it. Of course, I'm also on Prozac. So, um, but do you think that social media, I know it's bringing it to the light, which I'm sure, which not I'm sure, I know is good. But um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but do you know what I mean? I mean, it's always been tough. 2018 or 19 might've been nothing for the guys who went through the eighties of the dust mm -hmm. bowl. I don't know. It's it, every year is different. Does it help? It doesn't help escalate the problem. I think is what I'm curious about oh, too. Yeah. Thank you. There mm -hmm. you go, Kelsey. Very yeah. good with your words. <laughs> um, that's a great question, honestly. And I think, I think it's twofold. It, it's a twofold answer. You're a hundred percent correct that, that conflict I've never been 100% correct but thank you <laughs> it's the first right no. uh no you're right that it's always been here and the stress has always been here and that's one thing that i i, I want to make clear also is yes that is 100% the truth um and so really 2019 started the conversation that needed to be happening decades ago you know okay. uh, and so, so I will say, uh, I think social media helped that, just like you said, raising awareness, bringing awareness, starting that conversation. Sometimes when we can say something on social media, um, you know, it's, it's less confrontational, I mm -hmm. suppose, because you're not sitting there having a conversation with someone. You don't have to, you know, have the same worries about how people are going to respond. So I think there's some good stuff that happens from social media. Um, I, one guy uh posted and i never would have guessed that this guy would post something like this but one guy posted about having a tough day uh and he's kind of a he's kind of a hard ass and i don't know if i can say his name or not so i won't but but he posted about it and he had farmers commenting you know hunt i think he had 40 comments right away of other farmers that said you know what i'm having a tough day too and you know what this is what's worked for me 
And so I do think that social media allows us to really ex break down some of the stigma a little bit, break down some of the barriers that, uh, you know, that we're the only ones going through it. So, th so that's the good part about it, but you're right in that. Yes. Those conversations also then, um, you know, now we know what's going on. I think in the eighties before that too, you know, just like with the internet, creation of the internet, we don't always go with, know what's going on. And so uh, sometimes those conversations can kind of rev us up a little bit or, or I don't know, fuel the fire to some extent. I know for me, social media is one thing and news and media. That's one thing that is a stress reliever for me is turning it off. <laughs> so, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So I know where you're going with that. And I, I, I would say it's good and bad, honestly. I think that it can, it can really, some, obviously some stuff can be taken out of context, but some people really, how do I phrase this politely? Some people are just bank assholes. Bank on that sympathy as well. They really are, they're aware that it's, that we need to be watching for it. And so a little bit, they're taking advantage of it and putting some things out there when, to be honest, for me, the people who probably need that help the most are the people who aren't going to post that stuff or post those things on social media. Um, and I, and I know psychiatrists, I'm, I don't do this kind of thing, but I've always heard, and maybe this isn't true, that the people who truly need that help aren't asking for it. They don't, they don't know how to ask for it. They don't, they, they, they can't. I, I think uh, that is a phrase I use all the time. The people who need the help the most won't ask for it. Don't know how to ask for they it. They don't know how to ask for it. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think that that's really important. And that is that's a a point that that I bring up when I start to talk about you know why it's important for agriculture in general to use that community that we have already to be looking out for each other, to be watching out for each other, to know these signs of crisis, to at, to tell someone you're, when you're concerned about them, because, you know, we're really good at lining up our combines if we know that there's a, a family that needs help getting that harvest done, right? We know we're real good at bringing meals <laughs> when someone has an illness or goes through something, but when it comes to mental health, we don't show up, and ag needs to start showing up, and I think that that's, that's, go ahead, Karen. Well, I just wanted to say, I was going to say social media to me 10 years ago, I think was more of a community than it is now. I see a lot of guys just trying to be tough out there. You know, somebody will say that they're having a bad day, but then, you know, some jerk will be like, well, suck it up. You know, maybe you shouldn't farm or something like that. And that just drives me insane. You know, learn to be kind. You know, if you don't have anything nice to say, just move. Don't say on. it at all. Don't say it at all. Yeah. <laughs> One of our main, um, catchphrases when we started this podcast was don't be a douchebag <laughs> and I don't think we can say that enough on Twitter sometimes but mm -hmm. be kind yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But, but I think again I think going back to kind of what Jennifer was saying too though when you when you talk about people who are kind of seeking out that sympathy um, I think we have to be careful with that too because because to those people that's also one of their stress relievers and one of their coping mechanisms. And so, um, you know, I worked in a, I was a school counselor um, before I stayed home with my kids and before I got married to a farmer. And 
a lot of times teachers would talk about that, like, oh, the kids in the counseling office are the ones that, you know, they just need that attention and or they're doing things that are attention seeking. And I, and I kind of equate that with this example. And we have to be careful because, you know, if those kids weren't seeking out that attention and getting that attention in that way, what else would they be doing? What else could they be doing? And it's the same with farmers right now, you know, the ones who are going to be, be at least, you know, courageous enough to express some of their feelings and express some of the, the crap that they're going through. And, and yeah, maybe it seems a little gloom and doom sometimes, and they're waiting for someone to give them a little pep talk, but maybe they needed that pep talk, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I think we have to be careful about being a little, being too judgmental on those that, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes seem like they, they need it more because we, we just don't, just like you said, Karen, we don't know what's going on in people's lives. We don't, we just don't, we can't judge, you know, we, we don't know what's, what all people are dealing with. So. And I think with farmers, you know, the most of them work alone. They're alone in the tractor cab. They're alone do, combining whatever. And I know that a lot of them just feel isolated. I know last year, last spring, I had a couple that I work with that called and they were just like, am I the only one? And I'm like, oh my gosh, no, it's like the entire Midwest is going through this. You know, I, I, I just didn't understand why he thought this was, he was the only one having a problem. And he was like, you know, I'm making decisions I would never make in a normal year. And I'm like, well, 2019 is not normal. Well, and so did I know like, that 2020 was going to be a shit show? But there, there is no normal year. You can't name two years in agriculture mm -hmm. or, or pretty much anything that have ever been normal. And I use my air quotes because sometimes I know how to use them and sometimes I don't. But Everyone says that. Oh, well, this wasn't like last year. Well, it wasn't like the year before, the year before that. It's never going to be the same. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that, I love that. I love that because that's just it. We do a really good job of comparing what we're doing to everybody else, right? Because we're on display. Um, you know, where we're at, we're, we're mainly crop farmers here, uh, real crop farmers. And so, you know, we'll drive by and look at how our corn looks compared to somebody else's cornfield, right? And, and so we're constantly comparing, um, you know, how the field conditions are. And then, we t and then we take it all personally. Well, if mine isn't as good as theirs, then I must have made a mistake on something where maybe that's the case, or maybe the weather was just a lot different in that area, you know? Or, you know, I, I, a long time ago when we, social media started, I, I got really depressed because I, was not as good as everybody else. And that's the way I felt. And I had a really good friend tell me, well, you're comparing your cutting room floor to their highlight reel. Mm -hmm. I was comparing every single high and every single low, low I had to someone's Facebook post where their kids were smiling. Mm -hmm. They probably had 30 pictures on the cutting room floor where their kids were screaming. I didn't know that. It didn't occur to me because I just assume everyone is here and I'm here with the dirty laundry and the, you know, um, yeah. So you never know. I think social media is a mind game. A lot. Oh, of it totally is. It's well, a mind Jen, game. you always say comparison is the thief of joy. It is. And I, and I have to tell myself literally every day, like it's on a posty note on my computer so that if I'm on social media and I start to feel like, oh my God, everyone else is in the field, everyone else is doing this and I'm still in my pajamas with no bra on at two o'clock in the afternoon and we don't have anything planted, 
I have to say to myself, you know, it, it's okay sometimes. And I take another Prozac. No, I'm just. <laughs> no, but, but that's, that just reminds me. So, so in 2018, uh, my husband Drew and I, um, we lost a family friend to suicide. This was a farmer. Uh, his son was in our wedding. Um, we weren't like super, super close friends with the guy who died. I don't want to, you know, make it sound like that, but, but we have this situation come up and when that happened, you know, that's really what has kind of provoked our, we can't let that story happen to us. You know, we can't be, we don't, we don't need to wait for a tragic story to start advocating and start speaking out. Um, but when that happened to us, we wrote an article for the Illinois Farm Bureau um, newspaper, um, their publication that they published. And it was all about just farm stress. And in 2018, again, wasn't a huge hot topic. We weren't sure they would even publish it because we weren't sure, you know, if it was too taboo. And they did. And the thing is, the response was, was overwhelmingly positive. People across the state were reaching out to us, telling us like, it's time to talk about this. I'm going through that too, or someone else's, you know, and someone down the road was struggling with this. And that's just, it is these stories every single time I do any presentation or any webinar or anything, the stories that come out of it from every farmer, you know, are there. And so we, we do, we feel so isolated. We feel like all the time we're comparing. And the thing is, we just can't do that because that's, it, it, everybody's going through these things at, at different levels. Um, but the one negative response we had from this article, we had some guy, he named himself guy. He sent us an anonymous letter that um, basically told us, quit your bitching, essentially. I mean, he basically said, quit whining times, you know, I was, when I was growing up, things were way different. We didn't have half the stuff we have now. And, you know, you, and, and, and went so far as even to list out all the members of, of our family um, and all of the money that we'd received from the government from subsidies, because that's all pub public knowledge. And so he, I mean, every single person in the family listed it out for the past five or so years, listed it all out. And basically was saying, you know, you guys are getting help. So you can't complain, you can't have stress, you can't have depression, whatever. And the thing is, he had no idea what was going on in our house. And again, and I'm not gonna share too much about it, but I'm gonna share with you that the stuff that was going on in my house between me, my husband, my children, our family, our farm, you know, it, was, it wasn't good. Mm -hmm. It was high stress, you know? And so, it's, it, it, so, so that's just it. I'd, it's, it's just really easy for us all to act like, well, because you have this or because this is going on or because those kids look perfect in that picture, you know, we assume things must be going well, which means then for, for, for the rest of us lowly folks, right, you know, we must be alone in our stress. And that's just not the case. Yeah. I can remember when, when Facebook first came out. And, and I thought everybody else was perfect. And here I was in my disastrous kitchen. I wrote a blog post about sitting on my kitchen floor and crying. Um, I had fed the livestock in my pajamas. Um, I was literally drinking out of a measuring cup because it was the only thing clean in my kitchen. And I think it was clean anyway. I told myself that it was clean. <laughs> and um, I, I sat down on my kitchen floor and cried. And so I wrote a blog post about it and I was shocked because I thought, oh my God, people are going to be judging me. Oh my God. And I had a few people say, oh my gosh, come over. Mine's always a mess. Or I'll drink out of my measuring cup while you drink out of yours. Because no, 
to, in my world, I don't feel like anyone had ever announced life sucks sometimes. And my kitchen is a mess. And, you know, not every day do you get to pull a bra out of the dryer and put it on. Mm -hmm. and feel good. Mm -hmm. um, but I can remember that feeling of sitting on my kitchen floor, sticky. The kitchen floor was sticky too. Oh God. Mm -hmm. Kids were little and I was drinking out of a measuring cup and I cried. I think that just goes back to what Adrian said in the beginning is making that connection. Like, I think social media is good about making that connection, but then we have to take it offline as well. And I know last week in our podcast, we talked about we should do like Zoom coffee shops or something. I think it's just about interacting with people more offline. Well, and we're virtual now because, you know, we almost, we have to be, but I think how can we make that connection more offline? We start the conversation online. We see that someone's connecting with us and our struggles and our stresses. How can we move forward with that relationship offline? Well, and I think, I think, you know, for me, I know I'm, I'm totally with you and seeing your, your laundry in your house, honestly, <laughs> I'm not kidding. You makes me feel better because I have a two-year-old and a almost four-year-old and I'm 32 weeks pregnant and I'm a stay-at-home mom technically. Okay. And so people all the time are like, oh, you know, things must be hunky-dory. It's your house if you're staying home and you got all that time. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, do you want to see my house? And sticky floors, I'm laughing because my kids just ate and the, the floors are a mess, you know? They always are. And, and then, but the thing is, even when we make those connections in, in real life, like, I don't want pe people don't come to my house when it looks like this. I don't let people over. And, and I don't, you know, when I go to other people's houses, it doesn't look like that. Um, and that's okay. That's okay if we want to live that way. But I think that just being more transparent in general about the things that we're going through and the realities. I, I in So Hope, Grow Hope, I try to talk about truth sharing or sharing your truth because we can all share our stories and that's fine. That's a kind of a thing we do now, but but it's overused to me. So, so I like to talk about truths because really, let's just talk about what's really going on, what we're really experiencing. Um, and, and again, how can that connect then with someone else and how can that make, you know, that blog post you did, I think I've read that. And, and yeah, it's like that, that gets that gets to your soul that's not just hearing a story that's like making a real connection with somebody so well and i'm jealous that your clothes are in the basket because mine are all over the floor upstairs in the laundry room the girls in the hallway um <laughs> the clean ones are not folded they're in a pile and wash baskets on the floor overflowing so yeah. I don't have dirty laundry per se, but I just moved into a new house and shit's everywhere. So <laughs> that's where I am with all the, <laughs> it's a never ending to-do list when you move into a new house. I was like, they were like, stay at home. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be so organized. Oh my God, we're living in deeper shit than we were because we're here every mm -hmm. day, all mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. yep. And I'm like, the kitchen's more a mess and I've cooked 552 meals in the past three weeks and I'm just like so I said forget it we're not doing it what well, is kind of like what people are it's like what people are experiencing right now and, and I don't mean to minimize the coronavirus stuff I'm not I'm not minimizing it I'm just saying it's interesting how we can kind of correlate now 
uh, the experiences that we go through as stay-at-home moms, number one, but also as farmers, this isolation stuff, this not talking to people, you know, not having those connections, not seeing coworkers, not being able to vent regularly, you know, having to be surrounded by family members all the time. So that's, <laughs> right? I mean, those are all things that, that people now across the country, across the world really are having to, to confront and deal with. And farmers have been doing a lot of that for a while now. But you know, the interesting thing that we're seeing is the rest of the world or, or much of the world is saying, go easy on yourself, be forgiving. This is new, this is difficult. And do you see farmers saying things like that to each other? Have you ever? I mean, even though these are our norm, this is our normal stressors, do we hear each other saying, it's okay to take a break sometimes, you know, or we don't have to work 100% all the time. But we always have, and we, this is nothing new to us. People are learning this because they don't live, I mean, but this is nothing new to us. I mean, we've self-isolated for a long time. We don't have, I, I, when Twitter started, I said Twitter was my water cooler because it was the only time I got to talk to someone mm. who did the same thing I did. And would listen to me because my coworkers, being my husband and my father-in-law, don't want to listen to me. So, <laughs> and I think we need to remember the 80s was a long time ago and a lot of the farmers today weren't even born then. So I think we need to take that into account too, that a lot of them just, they just don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. and what they most recently remember is the four or five years we had with, you know, really high prices and whatnot. So for the, for a lot of farmers, this is their first time where it's really going down, you know, going downhill fast. Yeah. And I just don't even like to compare, honestly, major experiences like these things, because again, we all, we all go through stress differently and we all feel things differently. And that's why right now during this coronavirus stuff and this isolation stuff, you know, I'll tell you for me, the first month of it, I was like, I'm not happy people are dying and sick by any means, but like my calendar is blank. I don't know. I've never had that before. It was glorious to just be home with my kids and just worry about my kids and me. And that was it, you know? And so, you know, that's okay. It's okay to have that response to, to a bad situation that, you know, I was actually okay with my personal experience at that time. Things have gotten a little different since then. But, but that being said, other people, not happening. That same, that same you know, overall experience is not the same for everyone. Some people are really struggling with depression and loneliness and s struggling with the anxieties of not knowing if people are well. And, um, you know, so we just, so it, it's just tough to compare because, again, we do the same thing and feel things differently. I think you can't compare um, just because something, how do I want to put this? I always tell Chris, my husband, that my emergency is not your emergency. Well, my, just, just because we're not experiencing the, the same thing doesn't mean yours is better or worse than mine because we're two different people. Um, yours was bad to you and mine was bad to me, but there's, they're not, they're, it's like comparing apples and oranges. I don't, you can't do that. Yeah. Yep. Right. And, and, and that's what we have to remember. I mean, every day for farmers, every day, all the time, in all situations, we have to shift this mentality that we have, that we just always have to be one upping each other or comparing, you know, our productivity compared to others. I mean, 
It's just well, and if you want to talk about productivity on Twitter, at least I think yield is like telling fish stories. <laughs> I mean, it's always bigger, better than the last one, and the biggest I've ever seen. That's and half true. those people don't even have their yield monitors calibrated, and it's just you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, and and to me, it all boils down to two. Like, is is yield? you know, your definition of productivity in life? I mean, is that really what's the most important to you? Because you know what, the, the, the guy that, like I said, died by suicide at his funeral, no one's talking about his yields. No one's talking about what type of livestock he had or didn't have. Nobody's talking about the things, you know, this, all this material stuff that we always, I mean, I, that we live for. I mean, in farming, it's like, if it's not getting done or if it's not the biggest and the best, or if it's not the highest I can reach, we're a failure. I'm a failure. And that's just the complete wrong way to think of it. Because you know what people were talking about are the relationships that we, he had with each other. And they were talking about, you know, who was going to miss out on him not being around, you know? And that's what is most important is that we as farmers, we got to go back to that priority list and that value list and redefine what is most important to us as people and 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 who do I really want to be and who do I really want to you know what kind of legacy do I want to leave leave for people um and for my family and whatever and, and then work toward it instead of just you know drop drop the mic right there drop it <laughs> I agree but I'm gonna pull a Chris Campbell here because you know, just be the devil's advocate because this is what Chris tells me. That's all good. And we can, we should, I have no problem basing your relationship with other people, but, but you also have to provide income for your family. And, you know, we can talk about being bigger and better and yields. And it all sounds like a dick measuring contest, to be quite honest. But in the end, Farming is our job. We do have to have an income from it um, because we do we do have to provide for our family. Um, and so I think that has to be taken. You have to remember, life. though, too, that you may have the highest yield, but if you sold it for a much lower price than I did, then we're yeah, still, you know. Yeah, and it all plays into it. I, it and, you know. Everybody's situation is different. Yeah, every situation is different, and, and you're right. At, at a funeral, you're not discussing who had higher yield and who sold for the most. But part of that stress is is making sure that you are making this income from your for your family. Yeah, and and that's you know why I started off saying that that I don't ever want to become an expert that's just giving motivational speech. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean because because you're right, and and we have to be practical and we have to think of all things considered. And if you knew my husband, you would know that that would not fly at my house either. Just saying, you know, let me give you a pat on the back all the time. But the thing is, we also have to remember that when our mental health is not well, when yeah. we're not, you know, taking care of our mind and we're not reaching for the right things and setting the most reasonable goals and that type of stuff. Um, our productivity goes down too. Um, oh, totally. You know, yeah. I mean, think about, I mean, you know, we know that farming is one of the most hazardous occupations there are. Um, and, and that's not to say that everything is related to stress by any means, but we do know there's a correlation between when you're stressed, you make more mistakes. When you're stressed, you are more impulsive. When you're stressed, you know, you're, it really actually messes with your brain. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, a lot of the things that you do, um, 
can really be impacted by that stress. So yeah, definitely have to, there has to be a balance between providing, um, but, and living and surviving and thriving. And that's what I think yeah. we really have to just remember is, you know, how do we make somebody on Twitter just today was talking about how they might not be able, they might have to sell off and how they were going to do everything they possibly could. Um, and that's, and they, and that's great. That's, that's okay to have that mentality and that perseverance. Cause that's what makes us good farmers, right. Is being ambitious and being driven. But at the same time, um, realizing that if that doesn't work that still doesn't that doesn't make you you know less of a person less of a human that doesn't make you a failure at life that means something didn't work yeah it's defining you need to what defines you and, and agriculture is is really bad about this farmers think that their farm defines them as humans, who they are as a person. And, and I agree that agriculture, farming in and of itself is very bad about that. Yeah. And, and bad about it, but also it's, it's not all a bad thing. You know, it's, it's yeah. like, it is, it's, it's generations. I mean, you oh, know, yeah. walk on the family farm, you guys know this, like it's, there's, there's a lot of pride there. There's a lot of history. There's a lot of hard work. So it's like, it's okay that that, you know, that that's part of who you are, but it just cannot, you can't, it can't let, be the whole thing. Yeah, you can't my, let my, like my husband says, he doesn't want to, it's gone on this long. He doesn't want to be the one who lets it fall through the cracks. Right. I mean, that's a, a heavy pressure. load to carry. Yeah. That in and of itself is a heavy load to carry. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Well, and I think it's important to note, to even just say it, that there are plenty of good people who left farming and they're okay. Yeah, I, I agree. You just don't, when it's been in, in your genes, literally, you don't want to be the one. I mean, you're going to survive, don't get me wrong, but that's a heavy load to carry. That's a, a mental load. That's always, and whether someone else sees it that way or not, you always see yourself through that light. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I get that. And, and I know I've got, I've got a guy recently who, uh, um, you know, he, he had to sell off a portion of his farm. He got rid of his livestock. So he's still a grain farmer, but he got rid of his livestock after his dad died by suicide. And, um, at the time it was really tough for him financially, I know. And, and just making those decisions that, you know, his dad wasn't there anymore and he's, also on top of that having to get rid of this big part of who he who his dad was who he was with his dad you know that's again it's that defining this defining stuff um and but when he did it you know he he decided to do it because he knew that for him he was never going to be happy he was never going to be able to provide the way he wanted to he was never you know going to um he wasn't going to live a full life if that was still hanging, if he, if he, if he didn't make that decision. And when he did, he said it's, it's the best decision he's ever made, happiest he's ever been. So it's so tough and it's such a tough balance because it is, you know, these major decisions and you've got to weigh down to, so do you want to live miserably or, or with all that stress, or do you want to make some decisions that are going to, to help the way that you tough. live? And they're mm -hmm. tough decisions. They are. They are. Um, I mean, we quit hogs, um, gosh, two years ago. I, and, and to this day, you know, it, it's still something you think about every day. Should we have quit? Now I'm not going to lie right now. I'm pretty glad we quit. 
I actually sent Chris a text the other day that said, cause I didn't want to quit. And I'm like, thank God you made that decision because I mean, I feel bad for other people. Don't get me wrong, but oh my God, we would be mentally, I can tell you right now, things would not be, I, I think Chris is stressed now. Mentally, we would be, he would be checked mm. out. Blessing in disguise sort of thing. It, it was, it yeah. really was. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how or why, but oh, thank God. Mm-hmm. And that's just it. Like you, like Karen said earlier, you know, things work out even if they're tough and even if going through them is years of misery. And honestly, when you have to sell, I mean, you, you go through grief, really. I mean, you, it's, it's losing something, it's, a big part of you. Yeah. Something that, that was something that could have been, I mean, that's definitely, so you're going to go through stages definitely for a long time. Um, to cope with that loss, you know, mm-hmm. um, but, but recognizing that, and again, allowing yourself to have those feelings and go through that process and then realize that, you know, at some point, someday it's going to get better. And, and that's why I just, you know, that's a message I really hope those farmers that are really struggling right now are hearing that, you know, no matter what happens to your farm and in your situation, um, you know, there are better days. There always are. There's always a, a, a back up the hill, you know, and, and right now it doesn't feel like it, but it'll get there eventually. Ladies, do you have any other parting thoughts? Uh, this has been a great conversation. I think it's really opened up my mind and my perspective. And honestly, just talking about these things, I kind of feel better a little bit. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I could breathe a little now because don't get me wrong. It's been a stressful couple months, but I feel like, oh, I'm not alone, which was the whole goal of this, right? <laughs> yeah, and Kelsey, it's funny you mention that because um, talking is really one of the most powerful stress relief tools for anyone. You don't have to talk to a therapist, but they're they're the bomb. Um, <laughs> but you know, finding people that whether it's a fellow farmer, whether it's someone that has nothing to do with agriculture, that's helpful too. Sometimes, whether it's a family member, I mean that that's a really good tool um and if talking isn't something you're comfortable with even writing some thoughts down you know i'm not talking about your second grade diary i'm just saying getting some getting some you know thoughts sorted out is really mm-hmm. important and uh which reminds me that um i've got some, some a neat opportunity uh in a couple weeks here um sounds like you guys are are no stranger to angie set angie setzer Grain goddess or goddess of grain. I don't remember exactly what her. Goddess <laughs> what her, of grain. Thank you. Goddess of grain. Um, a huge Twitter um, uh, motivator and inspirational in my, in my world. I don't know that other people would call her inspirational because she's, again, just kind of a badass. <laughs> but, uh, but she had a great idea to throw some farmers together and start talking mental health. So in a couple of weeks, we're going to be doing a recording with some farmers who have gone through some stuff and um yeah it's going to be really exciting and and hopefully we'll so when is that uh it's may 20th is it live or is it i don't think we're doing it live friday we'll have some more details we're all we we kind of have thrown this together and are ready to roll with it and we're just kind of planning some of the stuff uh you know those details but yeah we're gonna record it and we'll get it on twitter and we'll get it eventually on facebook i think and on some platforms but uh be looking at her um at at all of our our accounts and we'll share some more information with that yeah we'll repost it from ours too Mm -hmm. 
Yep, and I'll post your information, Adrian, in the show notes so people can follow you, follow the three of us, um, all that good stuff. So well, and you also just went on with Ag State of Mind, which is another um, global ag network podcast to follow for this type of topic. Yes, and that is just like top-notch podcast when you're talking about wellness and I use it actually I refer to it in a lot of my presentations just because again sometimes you don't want to talk to a therapist or a doctor or a family member and you just need to to you know I don't know hear from a stranger that you can relate with and I think that a lot of the guests that Jason has on on egg state of mind are are top-notch for sure and I just want to mention one other thing some of the guys in Indiana were doing some of the younger guys they were just kind of forming kind of a social group to get together, to not talk about farming, but to, I think they were going to do some shooting, maybe some golfing and just different things like that. I mean, obviously I think the pandemic kind of put a kibosh on that for a little bit, but they had made the point that they were going to, you know, get together and support each other. That was a great idea. Very cool. Very cool. I've heard of several of those types of groups. Um, coffee shop types of groups only you know for the younger crowd even there it is again we talked about that last week doing a like a virtual coffee shop that or a happy hour that might have to happen too that might make a little more sense (laughs) so well thank you adrian so much this has provided some great information for me i learned something today i hope um our listeners do too um in hearing this is there any other parting um information you want to share um, anything that you have a website, Adrian? Yeah, I don't have a website because I, because I I'm really not a business, and that's part of part of my niche here is that I'm really just trying to make connections. I'm not trying to you know grow something. I just want the message to get out there. So, so what's your Twitter handle then? Uh, it's at SoHope S O W H O P E Grow Hope. So you also have a Facebook page, which is also SoHope Grow Hope only with spaces. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Well, thank you, Adrian. Appreciate it so much. Thank you very much. Good combo. Thanks for hanging out with us. Join us next time for another episode of Girls Talk Ag. And if you can't wait until then, connect with us on Twitter.